When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Find what you're looking for inside that record store across the whole world. They've gone. Searching for shelves of gold to find that perfect score. You're listening to the record story car. You're listening to the record story car. Okay, welcome back for another edition of the Goldmine Podcast. And of course, it's the record store recon edition where Dr. Disc talks to us. But Doctor, we have a guest with you. You brought in a guest. Can you please introduce him? Yeah, I figured people were getting tired of just hearing your voice and my voice. <laughs> so I, thought, I, I thought I would bring in the, uh, the uh, maybe he's the Batman to the Robin, or I don't know if he's the Robin to the Batman, but uh, half of the Punk Till I Die podcast, who we've done some cross work with before, uh, Neil, uh, Liverpool Neil. And um, this the store is, uh, that we're going to talk about today is kind of close to his heart as he helped uh, get them set up and has a long time relationship with uh, the owners and both uh, the husband and the wife ownership. Yeah. Neil, Neil, how do you like being compared to Batman? Um, yeah, I think Tom would be the Batman. I think I'd be more the Robin, but I'd say, I, I'd say a better thing is he's the good cop and I'm the bad cop. Cause I'm the one that's, I'm the one that's always ripping on bands. <laughs> so, right. Alan. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Neil's got an opinion on most bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I, well, you know, as you do when you get older, right? <laughs> well, now we have we have a giveaway, but uh, Neil, you haven't heard them. They're called Freight Train Rabbit Killers. Poor little rabbits getting killed uh, by a freight train, perhaps. <laughs> I guess. But we'll we'll talk about that more. But it's a giveaway of vinyl. Um, so let's talk about the record store at hand. How did you come upon them, Matt? Um, and you know, how did you? What you? Why do you think they need to be? Uh, you know, on the record store recon podcast. Well, so they started out, um, and Neil, jump in and correct me on any of the timing of this if I get it wrong. But they started out about a year and a half, maybe even two years ago, as a just an online uh, store. Um, and that's all they were doing. And um, Mike and Jerry, so Mike is, the, well, Mike and Jerry are the owners. Um, right. But Neil knew Mike from several other jobs that, that he had. Um, he 
the guy's got his hands in everything. And so maybe Neil, I'll let you talk a little bit about that and how you met them. Yeah, he, he, he really does. Um, Mike and Jerry, husband and wife, they're um, the kind of entrepreneurs, I guess, everybody would want to be because it seems like they don't let anything scare them off. And uh, so I first met Mike because he he does a he has a record label um, called Sexy Baby. And they put out vinyl and they put out a lot of cassette releases and things like that in, in the punk community. And so we had them on the, we had him, I, I should say, on the Punk Till I Die podcast. So we interviewed him. That's when I first met him. I was a couple of years ago. And then I found out that he's a barber in Chicago. So I needed a new barber. So I started going to him to get my haircut. And so not only was he selling, not only does he have the record label, and he had the loud pizza record store online and he was a barber um his wife uh jerry also has a screen printing company uh on point press so uh punk till i die we started getting our t-shirts and stuff made there as well so they, you know, they do so many things they are so busy all the time and then i'd say about a year ago they decided they were gonna um look for a brick and mortar store in the suburbs of Chicago. Well, actually, they looked all around Chicago, I believe. They looked at numerous locations. But uh, I think they started looking like right after COVID, perhaps, because I know some places would would was still a problem. But uh, um, yeah, they looked in Chicago, they looked in Libertyville, they looked all around the place. But then he eventually found the perfect location and uh in Highland Park. And they've been open now well, about six months, maybe, I'd say, something like that. Yep. So, uh, so yeah. So that's that's my introduction to uh, to to Mike and Jerry. How's uh, what is Highland Park like for those who don't know? Uh, it's a, um, it's a it's a very affluent uh, northern suburb of Chicago. So, um, un- unfortunately, it's probably most famous because I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago there was a uh, there was a mass shooting at a July Fourth celebration in Highland Park. So that that was very unfortunate, but. Um, yeah, Highland Park is a is a is a is a well-to-do rich, rich northern suburb of Chicago. So uh, lots of high-end boutique type stores and things like that, but there was no no record stores anywhere close. So it was actually it's a perfect location for them, I think. Gotcha. So yeah, that was I think ahead, Mike. Well, I was just gonna say Mike found a, a, a perfect location because um, not only is it in a community where there wasn't a record store. And as Neil said, I think the nearest record store is a good half hour drive in any direction. Um, and that's without any traffic. But um, it's in a great location, right in the, almost in the heart of the downtown area. Yeah. Um, fairly easy parking. I mean, if you get there on a good day, you've got parking right in front of the store. Um, I think if you tell him you're a friend of Neil, he'll get you even a better parking space. But um, <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll work. And, and, and I will tell you, <laughs> And I and I mentioned this in the in the printed review. It has got to be one of the cleanest and brightest stores I've ever visited. And I, I thought the store that we visited in Atlanta a few months ago was was clean. This thing is immaculate. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. I first when I first went in there, because um, I went in a couple of days before opening to to help them with some of the stuff, pricing, uh, figuring, because uh, they they have collectibles and stuff too. So I was helping to price some of the some of the collectibles and that, and. Um, yeah, it is incredibly bright, um, incredibly clean. 
obviously because it's a brand new store right you would expect it to be clean but still it's very very bright it's not and they said they did that on purpose they didn't want it to be like one of those old dingy record stores that you go to where there's just like piles of vinyl on the floor and like a crabby guy behind the counter they did not want it to be that and they've they've done a wonderful job right right alan i mean it's bright and inviting and uh it's fantastic inside talk about the uh the funkos um is it mostly like loud pizza the store doesn't center on punk right i mean it's all different types of music right yeah it's all different types of music um i mean mike's got a mike's got a long uh punk hardcore kind of background in, in the chicago scene but yeah he's got all kinds of music in there and in fact i i helped him a little bit before they before they opened up with how he was going to categorize everything because that's one of those interesting things right um say the clash do they go in the punk section or do they go in the rock right. section you right. know and the different record stores will have different thoughts on that so uh we helped a lot of you know I, I helped with some of that and uh but no he has he has all kinds of music in there from you know from uh some hip-hop uh to local uh local stuff to uh yeah post-punk uh metal i mean all kinds of stuff really yeah because sometimes you're right clash were falling just in the general rock section um right. but that that's for metal bands too sometimes you'll find uh you know Def Leppard, I've seen Metallica in the rock section, um, and they save like the underground for uh, the the metal section, the underground records more. Um, I, I guess it just depends on you know the record store, but the Funko thing uh, is that all punk? Like, the, are they all collectibles that are punk? Or no, that- not at all, not at all. He's got collectibles from from TV, uh, movies. Uh, you know, all kinds of musical genres, whatever Funko makes, really. Um, it's not, and it's not just Funko. He has all kinds of other stuff. Too. Yeah, because there's. Um, do you remember the Throbbleheads? There was a lot of yes. core punk. Uh, those go. They're bobbleheads, but they're called Throbbleheads. Right. He has a couple of those, I think. He has some jigsaw puzzles. You know, uh, wow. out of Teenage, Pearl, teenage Pearl Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, some some like horror themed stuff. You know, because he's into some of that. Um, so there are all kinds of cool collectibles in there. They what I have, love is have, um, a video game in there. I think what I love is uh, the pizza theme. Now you showed me this pizza box that came with their T-shirt, Loud Pizza. Um, yeah. Maybe you can explain how they incorporate this pizza theme into the store. Yeah, when you when you walk into the store. You'll notice, um, like a restaurant up on the up behind the counter, they've got kind of a display board with the lettering that kind of says, you know, all the different generic things that they have for sale shirts, mugs, Funko Pops, all these things, and kind of generic pricing. Um, and the their t shirts, the store t shirts, if you buy one, it comes in a, in a cool pizza delivery box and it's got it right on the delivered hot to your door. And then when you open it up um, on the inside, Neil, I don't know if you ever saw that, but it says "Live for a pizza delivery guy. I've um, never seen that, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty. And then, voila, you've got their store T-shirt, you know, sealed in a bag. Um, and I think that's one of the things that this store does probably better than any store I've visited. And, and I'm sure it's because of Jerry's, um, you know, side business of doing promotional materials. 
right um, and screen printing and all that stuff the stuff that this store has is absolutely amazing for store swag well uh, hoodies hats shirts um and it all comes in the handy delivery pizza box i was gonna say yeah. how did the name loud pizza come to mike and jerry like this whole theme with pizza how, how did that but, come out yeah and even even the um when you buy a record from them <laughs> you it, you you take it home in kind of a oh, pizza a delivery cool bag. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Always fresh, always loud. And, um, and another thing they do as well, which is really nice. Every album you buy from them, it comes in a in a poly sleeve, uh, and they give you nice. stickers and stuff with it too. So yeah, I mean, I personally I can't stand if I go to a record store to buy buy a used record for fifty bucks or seventy five bucks or something, and they don't give it to you in a in a poly bag. <laughs> And a poly sleeve that drives me crazy, right? So, uh, yeah, they, they do that with all our records, which I think is really nice. And like I say, they give you again with the swag every album you buy, they'll give you some store stickers and, and things like that. So, they do a really good job of promoting themselves. Uh, and also, quite apart from the brick and mortar store, their, their online presence because they still have their online presence, they, they still do mail order, and it is one of the cleanest websites I have ever gone to for ordering stuff. It wow. is uh, beautifully laid out. I think Jerry does all that too. So clean and well lit and clean website. Um, yeah. The, the only thing that drives me, well, there's two things that drive me nuts about them. And one of them, I think they're going to change. Um, and the other one, I hope they will change. So the first thing that drives me nuts is um, because they just opened and because I'd imagine Mike and Jerry have all, all these side hustles. This store is not open seven days a week. Um, when when we when Neil and I first went up there, they were only open three days a week. They are now open four days, so they're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but me, I like to beat the crowds, and I like to get out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when when you know everybody else is working. The other thing, and this I found was really weird, and I think this is the first store I've ever visited that does this. They don't take cash. They are strictly right. credit card only. And I guess it makes sense for, I mean, if you don't have to deal with money, you have less issues with money disappearing when you start to hire people, um, less mistakes that can be made with a cash register. But for those old curmudgeon people like <laughs> you and myself who still walk around with a fat stack of cash, you know, I like I like to use cash when I'm buying records. It makes it easier for me to hide my purchases. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's probably why, right? Hide <laughs> from the wife. Do you yeah. carry coins too <laughs> as well or <laughs> that would be hot if you carried around a bag of coins and just threw it on the buyer <laughs> record here a penny. Oh god. Um and I will I will also I've seen the opposite where it's uh cash only. Yeah, and I have been to some stores that are like that where it's only cash. And maybe this is just the newer generation. They they prefer to, I mean, I know like my son, he doesn't carry cash anywhere because yeah. he just uses a credit card for everything. So right. maybe this is the maybe this is the future. Or next will be chips only, you know, the chip that's inside your <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Let's not go down that road. The other, the other, the other thing that I, I will mention. Pat and and I know Neil took advantage of this because he and I happened to go to the store the very first day or I think the second day they were open to the public. Um, they have a really good used selection. Now it's not a lot. They're they're growing the used area, but the used that they have, there's some quality used stuff, some stuff that I hadn't seen in a long long time, and their prices are really good. 
Um, and Neil, I don't know if you want to touch on any of that. I do actually, because I believe the last time I spoke to Mike about this, he was actually thinking of ditching the used section because uh, it was taking it. Well, see, see, and here's why. Um, because he had me helping him uh, labeling some of the used stuff for a while and for, so we could put them in inventory in his database. And it was taking him such a long time because he was doing a he was doing a great job. He was looking at the state of the record and he wasn't just doing that very good, very good plus thing. He was going into detail about the quality of the record, about which kind of press it was, you know, color, if it was a color variant or something. So it was taking him you know, half an hour per album to get it into his database. So I think it was just taking too much time. So he was really last time I talked to him, he was ambivalent about the you doing the use section anymore. Because it was like I say, it was taking him just too much time. So next... you know, someone who comes from um like the I, I know sellers that only deal in used and um if they get into like record stores owning one, um they're just so used to seeing an album, being able to identify it, um, used to buying collections. Because uh, I think you have to do a lot of networking, too. You can't just rely on people to come in the store with their used records. Right. Uh, you you got to have these this network already kind of in place where people uh, have gone to you or they recommend you to buy. Um, you know, because, you know, a lot of these uh, I've seen a lot of these used sellers in record shows and then they finally open like a record store and. They don't have any new vinyl. They have all used, but it's it's a different world um, than just uh, you know having new records. But um, yeah, I could see how it could be like going down a rabbit hole. Um, you know, <laughs> I could definitely see that. Uh, they only just people bring in crap records, which is like the to me, it's like the goodwill records. You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> And think exactly. think they have gold, right? Um, I think that's one of the funny things about the name of our magazine, Gold Mine, because people <laughs> think they, they discover a record and they think it's gold, right? Oh yeah, I got this Benny Goodman album. You know, that's well, I got the first pressing, the first pressing of the Beatles album, which they don't realize is been oh, yeah. the most bootlegged album ever in the history of vinyl <laughs> and very very likely what they have is not a first edition copy of the beatles album well and even if it is it's probably doesn't have an inner sleeve and it's been beat to hell for 30 years right so it's <laughs> uh, they you know they look on discogs and think it's worth 300 dollars, and then in reality it's probably worth yeah, about you because know, they're going by the problem there is they're going by what people are asking not what it's been sold for uh, if you go to Pop Psych, it will tell you what these albums have been sold for. Yeah, people think, oh, yeah, this album, I've seen it on Discogs for like 300 bucks, but it's really worth like, you know, 50. You know what I mean? Yeah, if that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the yeah. condition, too, right? Yeah. So, but so I, I think I... why he would be frustrated, you know, especially if you're you don't have the bandwidth. Um, right. It's just him and his wife doing it. So you're right. right. You know, he's working all hours, God sends, just you know, trying to get his because he has a, he had a pretty big use selection that he's been acquiring through the years, yeah. and uh, he was trying to get all that off, and it was just taking so much time. You know, right. so uh, well, get over to his store. So, get yeah. over to his store quickly because the used stuff he got is good and it's well priced. 
Well, you also yeah, we were actually thinking of doing a. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I was actually thinking of telling him we were going to have a little punctual I die section of things that I, I had approved. You know, That's so cool. we could have our own little section in the side, you know. So uh, <laughs> that works. That I always yeah. find that fun. Um, even when staff picks out records, right? Uh, I, I always find that pretty, pretty cool. And it works, I think, because sometimes you, you know, you ever have those days you walk into a record store and you're like, you know, God, if, I, I don't know what I want. I've had those. Like when I drive there, I kind of know what I want, and then when you get there, your mind just <laughs> blank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you end up buying a copy of something you already have, right? <laughs> yeah, I've had that. That's yeah. Um, yeah, sure. yeah. No, I've had that. Um, so another thing you mentioned was that you wish the uh, store was a little bigger. Um, well, I mean, you know, bigger allows for just more product. And I think right. Mike and and Jerry have done a phenomenal job of utilizing the space they have the best they can. But um, you can tell that they're tight in the store with just the the display cases that they've got. And they did a great job. The display cases are top of the line. You can stand there and and thumb through everything and see everything very easy. He's done a great job of labeling everything. And, and like Neil mentioned, he doesn't just have a rock section and then you go through rock and you find punk and metal. He's got a metal section. He's got a hip hop section. He's got a punk section. He's got a you know classic rock section. He's got alternative. He's got everything. He really does. And he, he has a very good new collection. Mm -hmm. um, but he I think he is limited. They're, they're just limited in space right now. And when I was in there a couple of weeks ago, they've also put in a little um, section selling leather jackets and such in the back. So I don't know if you saw that, Alan, when you were there, but yeah, yep. he, he has leather jackets from a local Chicago company actually called Straight to Hell, who make really, really nice uh, leather goods and T-shirts and things. And so he has he has some leather jackets from from them in there, too. So and they also sell some turntables, you know, they have some audio technica stuff in there and uh you know, so for people just coming, getting into the vinyl game, for example, you know, they might want a turntable. So, hey, go to the record store and there's your turntable as well as as well as your Beatles album or your Fleetwood. Hey, man, I know, oh, I, I know veteran, game. veteran record collectors. You guys probably know them, too. They just want to get a um, like a crappy uh, turntable, like sometimes one that they could take um, a portable one. They could take on a picnic or put outside and and spin records, you know, the records that you know, the ones that are in great condition or 45 mm -hmm. stack them, you know, um, I've seen people like want, buy those things. Um, yeah. We won't mention that company that begins with the letter C and how you <laughs> could destroy a $50 record after one spin. So please. Well, they're expanding. They're expanding. they're expanding. I, I know they're expanding, but just buy a high quality, whatever company you buy from, Spend your money on a good record. Oh, player. but I mean, you ever I mean, you ever it, see the dollar section sometimes? Uh, you know, I mean, these records are already messed up, right? So it could be yeah. fun, right? In the 45 section, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I've yep. seen record collectors buy a ton of those and, you know, it will sound like crap. But if you're if you have a party <laughs> or something, you, you know, you're drinking, it's just fun, you know, especially with 45s where you you could stack them, you know? Um, so yeah, there's, there's, as you know, there's all sides of record collecting. So, um, but, but I, I would, I love this marketing, this pizza marketing. I think it's, uh, 
I think it's brilliant. Well, um, funnily enough, the last the last time I was in there, I think it was like a Friday afternoon or something like that. I got the afternoon off work and went up there just to hang out. And uh, a guy came in, a salesman came in trying to sell, I don't know, a, a, some kind of automated credit card machine or something. I don't know. And because he, he came in, he thought it was a pizza store. He thought it was a restaurant. He, because they've got a big they got a big neon sign in the window loud well, pizza he, right and he didn't he, he didn't see the record thing so he came in thinking it was a pizza place which is yeah the only downside of this is i'm i'm getting really hungry um <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you while, while when i was there the very first day uh which was i think again their second or third day they had been open um while neil and i were just talking to mike and jerry there were, I mean, there must have been 15, 20 people who came into the store who were just so excited mm -hmm. that they're, and some like fathers with their little kids who were like, you know, the fathers were going through and looking at all the great stuff that they used to have. And the kids were looking at the stuff that they wanted to get. But everybody was so excited that there was now a record store in this part of the state. And I think that says a lot. I mean, I, I don't think think they're going to be back in business i think they're in the right location yeah and let me say this to one, one thing because mike does have all knows what, what what he is getting um he picks out really like the selection is really really good you're not going to find a lot of crap in there the selection is really really good and for example if he comes across um a copy of a first press team bottle rocket that's been out of press for, for for 10 years so that was up now he's selling them for for what it should go on discogs right but but he had it there yeah yeah first cramps record with the insert yeah. which i had not seen and it took a lot of i i had to give him up give a lot of yeah, stuff he had, away he, had, to get that. he had an original misfits uh something or other it was like i mean it was 300 bucks it wasn't cheap but that's exactly what it goes for but you yeah. just never see it in the wild so he has some stuff in the store that you i've never seen before in the wild you know and then and he had it there so you know he picks out he he, he picks out good stuff so you'll you'll i can almost guarantee if you go there you will find something that you weren't expecting and you'll come away with it yeah i could see this being like a tourist destination for people who are are into records definitely they want to check it out oh, yeah. It seems unique um but like you gotta let's talk about your giveaway because i'm kind of uh excited about it just from the name alone um yeah so um so our good friends at um siren records and McHenry, who we've talked about a couple of times they uh bill who's the owner called me up and said hey we got this band coming in you really need to check them out and um the, the band's called freight train rabbit killer and and like Neil, I had never heard of them at the time. Um, went to the show. They actually had um, a band open for them who who were also pretty pretty good. But um, four-piece band. They do their own costumes, everything. Um, the instruments that they play are unlike many instruments you've ever seen. Um, but but it's they're really good, really nice guys. And they autographed their newest record. And so we're going to give it away. And we're going to give it away with a tie-in to our next record store recon which is going to be on the record farm and so here is the trivia question and neil do not spoil this <laughs> neil knows the answer to this so um if you've been listening to either the punk till i die podcast or our recent podcast of 
of uh, Record Store Recon, we were promoting an event that we did for Joey Ramone's birthday. And we talked about that at the front of this store, the record farm, um, was the record store. And at the back part of the store was a bar. Um, if the first person who will go on Instagram and tell me what the bar name is. So we know the record farm, but I want to know the name of the bar. And if you uh, respond to doc, D-O-C underscore D-I-S-C on Instagram, if you're the first one when this podcast goes live, then I will mail you out a autographed freight train rabbit killer record. Don't they have costumes like uh, they look like rabbits or something? Is that one of them does. One of them looks like a kind of a, a rabbity costume and the other one kind of uh, wears uh, kind of what might look like the front of a train. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's unique. I'm telling you it's unique. Wow. But give, give them a try. Yeah, Neil, you would hate it, but uh, <laughs> but give them a try. <laughs> sounds like I guess I won't answer that. <laughs> Peter Gabriel's early days in Genesis. Like the you have like maybe you can have like one of them fight each other or something. <laughs> Uh, the train <laughs> against the rabbit. Well, it's it it just get get past the name. The music is good. That's what well, you said. Saying. It sound like uh, acoustic punk or like violent femme sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of um of like oh, if if, uh, if Charlie Parr um had a baby with Amigo the Devil. This is what would this is what you'd get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. So this will be good. Um, so yeah, the instruction, I know you moved from Twitter to Instagram. Um, I think you like Instagram yep. a little more, but what I wanted to talk about too, before we go is Neil, maybe you can explain punk till you die a little bit and how listeners can check out the podcast. Cause, um, you know, we've been referencing it, but we haven't said anything about for those uninitiated, how to go there and listen. Okay. Well, it's, it's, um, I'm from Chicago area. Tom is from Michigan and we have, it's probably weekly, even though sometimes we do a couple of, a couple of episodes. And we'll talk, uh, it'll be themed around, uh, you know, people from bands and they could be famous bands. We've had a sex pistol on before we've had, uh, guy from the adverts so we cover classic punk from back in the 70s we cover newer stuff you know stuff from the 90s um i'm older so i'm more 70s early 80s and tom is a little younger so he's got the 90s and early 2000s covered but we cover the whole we cover the whole genre spectrum and then more in between right alan we just yep. talk about whatever's whatever's going on whatever shows we've been to what records we've bought uh you know alan's been on it before a few times he's been one of our guests so uh yeah you can punk till i die is a punk till i die podcast on facebook look us up on there um but you can find the podcast on all the major podcast places uh you know spotify podcasts or apple podcasts you know we're, we're at all the regular places that, that you would find and that's punk till i die with two l's until so yeah. Don't accept imitation. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we've been going since 2019, uh, which amazes me, to be honest, because I didn't think it would last more than, a, more than a couple of episodes. But here we here we are still going. 235 well, episodes in. Goldmine listeners, check it out. And 
Alan, aka Dr. Disc, do you have anything else to uh, report? No, just uh, check out uh, the new issue with our review of Wild Pizza in it. And then, of course, uh, in uh, two months from then, we'll get the record farm. And that will be a special one because we're also going to talk about the uh, the live show we did and, and the uh, bands that were there for the um, Joey Ramone uh, birthday celebration. And I will have another giveaway for that issue also. Does that have something to do with the Ramones? Well, you know, I, I we gave away we gave away the big Marky signed album, and and uh, Neil and Tom were busting my chops that we were going to give away Marky's hairpiece. So uh, I'll have to I'll have to come up with something special. <laughs> well, when you join the Ramones, or when you would join the Ramones, you have to have the same looking hair. Come on, exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> yes, Alan was very popular that night with all his giveaways. I have to say. He was uh, he was very popular. Yeah, Goldmine gave away a lot of records at this event. Yep, indeed. Well, Neil, very thank generous. you for coming on the Goldmine podcast record store. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. And uh, we'll be talking soon. And Goldmine listeners, don't forget to go to goldminemag.com and check out our store too, where you can buy back issues and exclusives, exclusive vinyl. That's shop.goldminemag.com, and look on the newsstand for the latest print issue. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. And hopefully people will go to Loud Pizza and check it out if they're in the Chicago area. I think you you guys described, you promoted it really well, so people are going to be excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take care now. Bye now. Thank you. Find what you're looking for Inside that record store Across the whole world They've gone Searching for shelves of gold To find that perfect score You're listening to the record story Come You're listening to the record story Come It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.